Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the channel, everyone. We're going to get straight into a big Q&A video. So I've asked the guys in my Discord group to give me a bunch of questions. Should be a pretty long one and covering all bases here. So we'll go through a bunch of them now. We're going to start with Iron Will, who's asked, how should we navigate our guns and our trades during Origin and the buy period? So I did a video a while ago on, on the Origin buy schedule and, and going through all the teams and you know the types of players that you want to think about, some of the mid-tier guys, and obviously where their buys are. So these, these first eight teams have got that buy in round 13, and you've got the other guys in 17. Something to think about is your guns are only going to miss two games this year. So in previous years, they'd miss sort of three at a minimum. And then, you know, the chance they get rested over that period just because it's pretty hectic. But with this one here, we've got the origin after after round 13. You've got it after round 15 and also 17 there as well. So during that middle one, there's also the international games. But remember, during that middle week, there's a, a complete week off for NRL and and just to play those uh, just to play those international and that Origin game there, so a little bit different this year. I I wouldn't be too stressed about your guns, given the fact they should only miss those two games, so the round thirteen and seventeen, and the and the non Origin guys will will still miss that one when they have a normal buy schedule. So yeah, that's not as much to think about this year in terms of that, but. Your strategy in terms of trades is this is why we talk about if you've got a decent team at the start, try not to, to rage trade or to you know to trade some guns or some guys that are doing okay. Just just think about maybe trying to use just one, you know, a week for the first few. Or if your team struggling like has a had a pretty pretty bad start and you made a few mistakes, then then changing it over the first couple of weeks, making those two trades each week, and then trying to slow it down a little bit because around because for round thirteen. There's a bunch of guys with buys. You want to be getting a lot of these guys with the you know who will be playing in that round, and then being able to bring in a bunch of these guys that are our, our guns uh, back in close to round 17. So you th- you're thinking of guys like Toe Harris bringing them back in. Sean Johnson will be there. 
you know, depends if uh, if Reynolds or Cody Walker play. This, these types of guys there who aren't going to be playing Origin but will be there ready to go. So you want to, you have four four trades to be able to use in round 13, 15, and 17. So I'd probably think about just using the bulk of them, three to four in round 13 and 17, and, and covering for, you know, some of those trades, not using as many earlier in the year, which would be important. So I hope that helps with that question. All right, I've got a question from Scratch Rational. So... SST, so Takiaho worried about his minutes, scored well due to goal kicking and tries, but didn't get the minutes that I expected. Yeah, so Colin's got some extra minutes this game, and, and we've seen in the past that the Roosters will you know, shuffle their minutes around, and some of the guys will get more than others in, in certain weeks, and you see that with Takiaho a lot. Never usually gets 43 minutes, but you'd expect somewhere between the 50 to 60, and then he might have a game where he gets 70 to 80. So I wouldn't be stressed about that. Just be happy that he scored really well in the less minutes, and I don't think he'll he'll get 43 minutes again. It was interesting to see uh, Hargraves on the bench only get 30-odd as well, so I'd expect that to change a little bit this week, and, and maybe the fact that they didn't have to do too much, like obviously they smashed Manly, so give the young fella Collins a little bit, a, a few more minutes and see how he goes in a bigger minute role because there might be times this year where they need him to play those bigger minutes, so I wouldn't worry about him. I'd be keeping him for sure. Um, do I keep Lodge for two or three weeks? He's injured or trade him. So he's now going to break even at 39, and, and that causes some issues for him to make money. We were hoping he would score somewhere between 40 and 50 and and make a lot of cash there, you know, around that 100K or so, and score well for our teams. But it, with him being out for that period of time, he's not going to be a keeper. I don't think he's going to make you a lot of quick money. And with a bunch of cheaper guys around that can make you that money and score well during this period, I'd suggest trading him. And that's a similar thing to someone like Kelly. The only difference with him is the fact that he is a good chance of becoming a keeper. He got 30 in all base stats. And, and if Titans start to play pretty well, like they did the back end of last year, he should become closer to a keeper. So I'd be more inclined to hold Kelly than I would be Lodge at this stage. What are the cash cows, cash cows coming out after round one? Pain in the ass uh, said that one. So just have a look into my Lodge video. That I, that I posted, it, there'll be a fair bit of help there. But some other guys, it was most of the guys we'd already thought about, like the Dane Laurie, the Little, Watson, these types of players. Not many of the outside backs did too well. you got guys like Momorowski and, and Opacek who, who did fairly well. Um, in the in the halves, there's not really you know many cheapies. It's more through those middle forwards with Alvaro, Lenniu, uh, these types of players with that one. Next one is from the Skucks, Keanu Karu. Is trading for CHN a good idea considering Lodges out? So Corey Harrow and I is not playing at this stage, so don't pick him up. From Rido's Latrella pickup looks like a tackle bus machine. Yes, this is what he looks like when he does really well. He should do well again against Manly, but don't expect scores like that every week. You know, there'll be games where he really goes missing. He doesn't have those general base stats. So if he's you know not too interested in the game, or they go. You know, a little bit more work through the middle and rather than the edges they, they scored a fair bit on the edges and he did really well there yes it was against the Storm and, and a really good side but you might expect a good game this week and then you know a 20 or 30 weeks after so I wouldn't break up your team to, to get him in but if you're struggling in the wing fullbacks you didn't start with a, you know Pappy, Teddy you know these types of players and, and Dane Laurie in there then he could be a good option for size but don't break up your team just to bring him in uh, why is everyone panicking to swap out Lodge? There's 24 rounds left and he looks solid. So, yeah, so mainly around that money-making potential and, and being able to score. And, and at this stage of the year, we all do, you know, it's it's important if your team's struggling and, 
and you haven't had a great start, then then using those two two to four trades over the first couple of weeks uh, can be really important to help you get back in the pack. Yes, there's you know guys that might have had just a bit of a lower game if they're you know a fifty point average player and they got a forty three, then then I wouldn't stress about those guys because you know law of averages they get might get a sixty next week and they'll end up averaging fifty and and become and stay at that keeper level. But if you've got some issues, you happen to make a few mistakes, then then making those trades is completely fine. And, and I think Lodge wasn't a mistake, but he unfortunately got injured, and, and you need to move him on. Um, yeah. So somebody else said Felix said I wanted Lino anyways and some spare cash before he overtakes Lodge, and having Laurie and Mina change looks better anyway. So yeah, Lino is a good option to to you know drop that forty k, um, help him out, you know bring him in and, and cash that 40k and use that elsewhere. Is it worth upgrading Farmacilli to either Alvaro or Fumayano? No. Uh, he got the lowest minutes that I think he could possibly get in that team and there's only room for upside with him and he still, still scored 26. So really good PPM there. The other guys might not score that much. You know, Alvaro had a PPM of like 1.06 or 1.07 to get his 40 in, in 36 minutes. Fumayano... Might get moved out of the team. You know, Josh Kirk could come back in the middle. There's so many things to think about, and there's no point up. I wouldn't call that an upgrade per se. Yes, they might make a little bit more money over the next couple of weeks, but you know, Farmacilli might come come out and, and get 40, 45 minutes in you know the next couple of games and and do really well. So, not a stress there. Felix asked again, more than a pickup. No, I don't think he's a pickup. I think you had to start with him if you if you were going to. You know, anyone that's that's trading in Moylan just makes my skin crawl. But um, yeah, it's like thinking about trading in Orbo, that kind of you know style where Moreland hasn't had many years at all where he scored well. He got thirty seven on the weekend and, and did awesome, and I think that's going to be one of his higher games, unless he scores a bunch of tries or something like that. So yeah, they had an easier game against the Dragons. They come up against the Raiders this week, and I could see him making a bunch of missed tackles and and not doing as well as he did on the weekend. So no, um, yeah. Question: Does Lodge need to be replaced? I think he does, and we've already spoken about the options. Uh, is playing Stefano from the Tigers for a week, uh, is that okay to accommodate being able to get in Latrell? Is that a bad move? Off Gowie's minutes is he a must-have for cash cow. All right, we'll start with Stefano. And if you're looking at the makeup of their bench, they've only got two forwards at this stage. So you expect him to maybe to get a few extra minutes. He did get a HIA. He did have a HIA on the weekend. So there's a chance he gets to, you know closer to 40 and, and doesn't score as poorly as he did at 23. So... For him to be a placeholder at around that 30 points or 35 possibly, I think is okay for this week just so you can you don't have to, to blow up your team to, to bring in just a score for one week because it is, you know, he said he's got Clodge and, uh, Lodge, Lodge and Crichton. So just for one week, I think that's completely fine. Offhand Gowie's minutes, his minutes are fine, 43, and there's a chance he can get a couple more. What I will say is I think that would be close to his highest score of the year. I'm happy to go out and say that. At 58, I don't see him getting many scores close to that. I do expect him to score maybe close to low 40s, which will still make him some good cash. But at, what, just over 400K, I, I don't think he's an incredible option at this stage with, with so many other guys that are a lot cheaper and, and you can upgrade your squad a little bit elsewhere. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, is he a must-have? I don't think he's a must-have at all. Uh, is Allen worth keeping? I could go Jay Wallace to Lineu, then have enough for Allen to Luttrell. Jay Wallace to Lineu. Yeah, I really think they're good trades. You're going from Wallace, who might make a little bit of cash, to Lineu, who's going to make a fair bit more, and will score very similar. 
and then Allen to Latrell. So I think that's a pretty big upgrade. Allen in a dog side, he won't score that bad again, but Latrell has a lot more upside and has some ch- has a chance to become a keeper and, and make some good cash where Allen's going to be losing a little bit of cash at the start of the year. So happy with those trades. So that's a, that's a, that's kind of a two trades there where you're actually improving your squad a lot. You're not getting rid of any keepers in Wallace or Allen and getting a possible keeper and a moneymaker. So really good, really good trades there. King of North Queensland, have Watson and Lodge starting, walking the centre, moving him to Crichton Emergency, swapping Lodge out, uh, considering getting Offer and Oregon Kafusi. Is this good or should I choose someone else? Oregon Kafusi, yes, he'll make a bit of cash, but I think there's other better options. I didn't even speak about him in the in the replacements, you know, uh, for Lodge chat. So, yeah, he'll do okay, but I think there's better options. He is fairly cheap, though, and I can see why people are thinking about him. Offer and Oregon Kafusi. Why why moving Walker walk in the center? Oh, Dylan Walker, yeah. Look, you're just trading, you know, cash cows for, for other cash cows, which is a bit annoying. Walker won't come up against the Roosters again. Yes, he comes up against the Rabbitohs, but can you, you, I wouldn't expect any a score any worse than 14. He could prove me wrong, but it's hard to, you know, I wouldn't be trading a Walker for Oregon Kafusi. I don't think they have... He has much more money making potential, and it's kind of just burning a trade for no reason. When you when you're looking at trades, trying to try to think of what purpose it, it creates for you. It could be a restructuring of squad. Like I'm thinking, yeah, you know, at the moment I've got too many hookers. I think for you know, it, I've just noticed that you know one one suspension for Crichton, and I'm having to blow up my team just to get in an edge, and yeah, you know, that's that's one reason to to make some trades. To, to fix up the makeup of your squad and get some cover and, and some better, you know, fix up some positions. Next one is you're looking to, to trade to make a fair bit of cash. So it could be a four to six week cash grab uh, who, you know, and someone who's scored pretty decently compared to a guy you've got. Um, and then the other one is is trying to upgrade to a gun. They're they your three options through the trade and, and try to think of that going through the entire season. Uh, is trading Welch... Slash Tino to Latrell Mitchell, a sideways move. Yes. Mitchell could come out and get 30 and Welsh or Tino could get 50 to 60. So, yeah, I, unless you need a player in the wing fullbacks, which I don't think anyone's short in the wing fullbacks, I think it's a sideways move. All right. Thoughts on starting Linu in place of Lodge and trading Linu to Alvaro? Don't know if they got that wrong. But, yeah, Linu starting for Lodge is fine. You should get in the mid-30s, maybe a 40 uh, what do, should we do if we have Crichton coming up into the weekend? Yeah, a bunch of people are trading him out. Please don't. It's a one-week suspension. He's an absolute gun. He's got dual position. Please keep him. He's only going to miss two games over the origin period, so don't trade him out. Uh, what else we got? I have Angus Crichton, Lodge, Lockie Croker. I want Toe Harris, Linu, and Alvaro. What two trades do I make this week? I have to win this week's head-to-head from Yo Keeks. Nice, mate. Um, Crichton, you have to keep. So you're not going to get bring in Harris this week. You don't, yeah. You don't have to win this this head to head this week. There's a lot of rounds for head to head, but Lodge and Lockie Croker, Linu and Alvaro. You can do both those trades if you want. I'm completely fine. Lockie Croker should get around 50 minutes this week, and if last week was anything to go by, he won't be scoring too well. I'm probably expecting another 24. I don't think he'll go that bad again, but yeah. Do that. Is Brimson a trade? I've got Brimson to Latrell and Croker to Alvaro. Brimson is not a trade. Every chance Brimson comes out and gets 60 to 70 against the, the Broncos this week. 
could get 100. Who knows? That's the type of player he is, right? He didn't get to do too much. They were really bad last week, the Titans. So Tino should have a better game. Fafita was sick. You know, he had an infection going into it, so he should be better. Uh, they should have a, a much better go forward and, and should do much better against the Broncos than they did against the Warriors. So that's a, a pretty bad trade. If you want the troll, find another way to get him in because that's not the way. Uh, cut the losses now on Lolo with a mid-level option with views of getting Crichton in next week or just going straight for a Toe Harris this week and leave it. Lolo, Lolo. He probably wasn't the best option coming into the season, but he won't get a 33 again. It's like Cook. Yeah, he might he might not get back to his 60s and same with Lolo, but they're not going to get in the 30s again. That's my thoughts. They should, you know, at worst be getting in the 40s to 50. And yeah, if they're doing that, then they're definitely a trade out. But there's a chance that he, they go bonkers again. You know, Lolo hardly run the ball. So yes, they didn't have a lot of ball and they it should become a little bit more even this week. But with Lolo, it's an interesting one. If you have him as a season-long keeper, which I do, but I'd want to be bringing him in at a cheaper price, it's a tough one. If you don't have Crichton at all, then maybe you just hold Lolo, and if he if he goes bad again, then you can trade him to Crichton. Yeah, they're going to be a similar price if he goes in the thirties again. He's going to make he's going to lose a fair bit, but I think if he goes bad again, then you can trade him straight to Crichton next week. I think it's probably the best way to go about it and hold him this week. Toto or Latrell? Really cool question. Toto looks great, and I think he's going to average in the in the mid fifties. I think he's probably a safer bet than Latrell. He's obviously a little bit more expensive than him. So with that one, it's probably a flip of a coin. I'd, I'd select the, the player that you like watching the most. That's an easy way to do it if you're 50-50. All right, Hyper, Hyper asked the question, will, will Lamb get more points to show train to another cashy like Watson or Bradley? So I don't have either of them. That makes it tough. I have Cleary and Brooks in the halves. Okay, if you already have Cleary and Brooks in the halves, then there's an option for trading him, but... Is there any other... The question I ask is, are there any other issues in your squad currently? Lamb. He should get more points, right? 31 was a base. He didn't do anything, so... He's going to have attacking stats in a really good Rooster side. So, as... What we expected going into the season was he'd be averaging in the mid-40s. Probably get a couple more kick meters than he did last week. Plus also some attacking stats on the, on the left-hand side, and everything went down the right. So... You'd expect things to, to move a little bit more back to the left if they've got a fa- more favourable defensive matchup on the other side. So, yes, I think he'll score a bit better. But, yeah, something, something to think about. If he has a few bad games, you know, Kiri was very much the dominant half. It, he really stepped up from, from what I've seen in the past from him. But I think he's a hold at this stage. Just have a look at it if there's any other issues in your squads. And But someone like Watson or Braley, surely there's another way you can get Watson in. He's fairly cheap. Braley as well. Have you got any sort of mid-rangers that aren't that great? I'd be trading them first before Lamb at this stage. All right, to Raw94 says, Hi, Jamie, sitting well after round one. My biggest issues are Roberts and Croker. So, Lockie Croker. Both hold and seize until a base rookie price, you know, base price rookie emerges, question mark. I think Verrells comes in at some point. It's a dumb idea to get him this week, even if he's not named. Yes, it's a dumb idea to get Verrells, even if he's not named. He won't be getting the starting job. He might get it for a few weeks with friend, if friends out, but... I wouldn't be getting him. Uh, maybe okay, as I'm sure he'll be back next week and maybe even starting really soon. Yeah, I wouldn't be thinking about him. Roberts and Croker both holds. Yeah, probably both holds. But if you're missing guys like Linneu, um, 
I think especially he's probably your number one guy down there. Then if you can trade straight to him for Croker, I would. I'd probably leave Roberts where he is just for a couple of weeks and see what happens. Uh, they do have a tough matchup this week, but yeah. Uh, another one about SST from Madman. He should have to get more minutes, but he you know, just made his BE with kicking this week. Yeah, but he's going to be. He's, you're looking really to be as close to a keeper as possible. So 55 to 60 points. If he gets bigger minutes, then he should get that. So I wouldn't be stressing. Uh, already got asked a lodge question. Answer the lodge question. Thoughts on trading Lamb for Milford? Please don't. Milford had one of his better games that he'll have this season. He did get more involved and look much more like he did a couple of years ago, but I think he's someone that you had to start with at that cheaper price. This is just, for me, chasing last week's points, so don't do it. Uh, got the question about trade explaining trades from Curtis Graham. And I, I've got that in another video. Awesome. Um, okay, someone said they were thinking about trading uh, Lodge for replacing with Kamakamika or Fui. This is from Jake R., uh, I think Fui's going to be a, decent, a better option. Kamakamika is just too highly priced for me and, and won't get massive minutes. If he if he if there was a bunch of injuries and he had to start and get 50 or so minutes, then I think he's a good option. But, you know, got 47 minutes for 37. So you'd want his PPF to be closer to one, which it's not, unfortunately. Uh, question for me, Armour or Offer? It's a tough one. They're not too far away from each other in price. And I think Offer, I'm really happy with how Offer looked and I'd I'd take a, a starting player who's going to get a few, you know, five to ten more minutes than Armour. Like Armour, he did look good, but he, he did get to try. So Offer did it mainly with base stats. And he had one of his better games possible, but I think he can average closer to 45 and Armour closer to 35 is my call. Uh, what do you think about Milford's round one? Will he score highly going on from King Nulo? I think he... I think he's going to get closer to 40. Is that enough for for your team to bring him in, you know, with him being in the 400s? I don't think so, but anyway. Who would be the better option for Lodge out of Davey or Colo? I think Davey just, he has, he has a couple of games last year where he got 80 minutes and got a 52 and a 53. You can see by his stats that he, that he tackles well for minimal misses and he has a nice tackle bus and an offload in him. So, if he's getting 60-plus minutes, I think he has higher upside than Colo. I think Colo will be able to score some more tries than Davey. So he might, he'll be a little bit more roller coaster compared to what Davey might be, um, which puts Davey just ahead of of, uh, of that for me. And we're not sure how many minutes Colo will get. You'd think somewhere in the 60s, and, and same with Davey. But, yeah, I think da- I think Davey's ahead of Gusevsky right now. Um, what else we got? Got a question here. Anyone have Peachy? He's a pretty decent option, especially in those centers. Um, what else we got? All right. Any other questions? Hey, Jamie, we've been seeing a lot of posts saying Croker is now a must trade. Seeing his cast on the bench, is he a trade? Keen to know your thoughts from Hanzo the God. Uh, he's not exactly a trade, but you know, he can't go worse than what he did on the weekend. They got smashed, so bunch of missed tackles there and he didn't get a chance to run the ball or anything so you probably want to look at him again if he plays well then he might be able to get some good minutes there's a chance of four and doesn't play so Cust might go into number six they also have Schuster there waiting in number 18 jersey so a few interesting things to think about Cust could also come into the starting side for for Croker so at his price you know you can hold him for the week and and not get burnt but he's someone I'd be looking to to move on in the next bunch of weeks and you know with him it was bringing him in hoping that 
well, we think he would get the 80 minutes. He did get the 80 minutes, but he'd be hoping for at least a 40 score, and he, and he didn't, unfortunately, get that and, and doesn't look like he's going to be a long-term option for him. But uh, what do we got here? Watching the Roosters game, I could, could help but think that Crichton is playing the same role as Cordner was last year. Tupanua running the same lines as Crichton. Do you think he has some upside? I think he has some upside. I think he's going to average somewhere in the 40s, though. We look at his past 80-minute games, and he hasn't had an incredible time of, of scoring really well. Yes, he's only young, so he might have taken a step up in his game, and he looked pretty good on the weekend, but all their traffic went down the right-hand side. So, you know, last year was spread between the both. You'd expect that again. Yes, Kiri's playing more on the right, but they also found a lot of holes on that on the left on their left-hand side edge defense for for Manly, and you can see why Davies coming in, into that squad for that reason, but you can expect them to spend a little bit more time on the on the left and I wouldn't be stressing about about Crichton. He's a he's a gun. Uh I am Will Jamie, when should we trade our cash cows out during the season and how do we do that? So six weeks is what it takes to for for the for a rolling lockout. Five to six weeks there is, is what you'd be uh rolling lockout, rolling rolling average. So five to six weeks is what you'd be looking at for a cash cow to reach their peak. Alright? That's and that's the best sort of way to, to, look, to way to look at it, and then you can trade them out at that point. So that's usually when they're break even, or you know, if they just just have a look at someone like Jaden Braley, has a break even at minus one. He he's going to he might get forties and fifties over the next five weeks. So his break even is going to slowly come up to that as his price rises. So his price is going to go up. He might end up you know closer to to six hundred, for example. Then his what he's scoring each week will be equal to his break even, and that's. You know, you can keep them in as a as a nice scoring player if you need to. If you've got other issues in your team, or that's a good time to to cash them on, and and get the next cash cow. So drop drop down in price, or you can bring them up to a keeper. So that's that's the best way to do that. But yeah, just follow just follow a few pages with break evens, and, and it tells you on that footy statistics as well, which will will pop up now. So Davey's got his break even at twenty five, for example, and and just follow that with guys and see where they're at. If you need them for a, a scoring player, then keep them. If not, then you can trade them out. All right, last few guys. Roosters with friend out who are likely to be a long-term hooker replacement, Verrills or Lusick or someone else. So definitely be Verrills if friend is out long-term, but he's not out long-term, so don't worry about that one. Uh, could Butcher be a good 50-point one-week option for the draft fantasy when looking for a client replacement? Yeah, he should score 50. Usually does when he gets the 80-minute roll or close to it. So if you want to pop him in and out, I wouldn't be putting Crichton uh, in the... In the in the player wheel though of, of other guys to pick up especially so try and bring someone else in for for this uh, trade someone else out for him this week uh, and hands of the god my last question is the approach to fantasy different when your main competition is a head to head league yes it is a little bit different you want to start obviously by scoring the most points getting the best cash cows in right like like a classic team would ah uh, sorry uh, an overall team would but. Your most important thing is setting yourself up for the the final, you know, for the finals. So that's keeping a bunch of trades in hand, building up, and making sure you're getting a lot of the cash cow. So you might be able to forego a loss earlier in the year to bring in a cash cow or, or someone that's going to make you good cash, and then you can trade to the guns um, and have a gun seventeen come the end of the year. Buy rounds you don't want to think about too much. So I wouldn't be trading too heavily through them and, and making sure that you're keeping those cash cows, whereas a classic team might a classic overall team might look to move on a guy that's getting close to his peak in, in price or moving on a mid. Even some keepers get 
get moved on during the buy period just to just for team makeup stand, standpoint. So I I would be keeping your team fairly steady through those buy rounds because you're probably your head to heads are probably going to have buy rounds too. So just think of that. That's going to be really important for you thinking about head to head. But there you go, guys. If you are please, if you're enjoying these videos, hit that like button. If you if you like getting advice from me that I don't use myself and laughing at my team, then then hit that subscribe button as well and we'll keep these videos rolling. And as I said, I hope I'm, I'm, being able, to, I'm able to help you improve as a coach and uh, we'll see you in the next one, guys. Good luck this week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.